Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Carrick Butler, the pastor of Faith Christian Center. Thanks for tuning in today. We believe today's message is going to help you live this lifestyle of faith. It's going to empower you to live a life that makes Jesus famous wherever you go. Open up your heart. We know God has something special just for you. And we believe that as you listen to today's message, something good is going to happen to you. So listen up. I'll talk to you today at the end of our broadcast. Matthew 16, verse 13. See, it doesn't matter what goes on in the world. God is faithful. He's a provider. He's more than enough. He's our shepherd. He causes all grace to abound towards you so you have all sufficiency in all things and you abound in every good work. Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? You know, that's an interesting question. You know, sometimes we try to make this passage really, really deep. But in a business context, he's having a public relations meeting. So what do people say? And it's an unusual question because you never see Jesus really ask this in the gospel. So he asks his disciples, what are people saying? But I want you to notice this, the response because the response is actually weird. He said, and some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elijah. Others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. All those dudes were dead. Think about it. See, we're so used to reading this passage. It's all this, some said this, but all those people, they thought he were, were already dead. They thought he was reincarnated. So just because the spiritual culture of a time says one thing doesn't mean it's true. These were the spiritual people who at least heard Jesus and heard about Jesus. But what they saw of Jesus or thought about Jesus or thought about the word was off. And so they're giving Jesus a report. These are what other people are saying. But notice what Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, which means you are the anointed one. You have the anointing, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. You didn't get this off of social media. You didn't get this from a viral TikTok video. You didn't get this because this is what the most popular news person was saying. You got this because you spent time with my father. Who is in heaven? And I say unto you that you are Peter, which means small rock. Now, see, the thing is, in a time of confusion, we have to make sure our identity comes from Jesus. Because when you look at Peter, just in the Gospels, we see Peter go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he's bold with his back and forth. He's bold with his mouth. He's bold with his actions. You know what Peter is thinking because he's going to say it. And we've seen in the Gospels how he goes back and forth. You wouldn't call that person solid. But Jesus said, you're solid. Jesus called him a rock. Although you may feel back and forth, Peter, I said, you're a rock. Now, this word Peter means small rock. But then he says, but upon this rock, this word rock here, the second rock, is a large, gigantic rock. It is a foundational rock. He said, upon this large rock, I will build my church. Now, what is the large rock he's talking about? The rock of revelation, that Jesus is the anointed son of God. That is the rock of revelation that he's building his church. That upon that revelation, that I am the anointed son of God, I am building my church. Something you can always count on in this messed up world is Jesus will build his church. So for all the people who say, oh, the church is over, the church is not essential, Jesus has to say something else. Jesus will always build his church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, when's the last time you saw some gates move? 
You never seen gates march towards you? This is a picture of the church marching on hell. Right? And so when we think about this, when we hear the word church, we usually think of a building, right? The word church is actually the Greek word ecclesia. And as I've shared with you before, ecclesia was not a religious term. It could refer to citizens called to gather for civic purposes. It was used to refer to soldiers called out to gather for military purposes. And ecclesia was simply a gathering or an assembly of people called out for a specific purpose. And ecclesia was simply a gathering or assembly of people called out for a specific purpose. Ecclesia never referred to a specific place, only a specific gathering. Now, Jesus' audience here may have been familiar with this term from another context as well. The Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, describes the ancient Israelites as an ecclesia. Interestingly, when the Israelites were scattered around the world, they were still known collectively as an ecclesia, an assembly, gathering, community, or congregation. While dispersed, the people of Israel gathered in close-knit communities and established synagogues. Each community of God's people called a synagogue, the local gathering of God's people, an ecclesia, understanding it to be a local, literal gathering of people who are also members of the broad spiritual gathering known as Israel. In both secular and sacred literature, ecclesia always referred to a gathering of people united by a common identity and purpose. Since the Greek word means gathering, well, why don't our English Bible say gathering? Where did the word church come from? And as I shared before, most people, when they think of church, they think of church as a building or a location. When Constantine became the Roman emperor, pagan ideas from unrenewed minds came into the church with recent converts and those joining Christianity as a popular thing to do. It was no longer an expanding group of people sharing a unique identity and purpose. It had become a location. The Romans called each of these gathering places a basilica, the Latin word used to denote a public building or an official meeting place. Gothic or Germanic cultures, also influenced by Christianity, used the word kerica, which became kirch in modern German. The word meant house of the Lord and was used to refer to any ritual gathering place, Christian or pagan. This Germanic term became the one used most often to refer to the ecclesia of Jesus. And from it, we get the word church. The majority of our English Bible is a word-for-word -word translation for, of the Greek text, but it's not so in this case. The word church is not a translation from the Greek. It is a substitution for the Greek. The German term kirch and the Greek term ecclesia refer to two very different ideas. How many of you can see that? A kirch is a location, and ecclesia is a purposeful, purposeful gathering of people. Now, I do this teaching not to make you anti-use the word church. Like, oh, we can't say the word church anymore because, no. I just want you to know the history. You know, I'm a, I'm a history buff in of myself. I like history. But I want you to understand the significance of the word. So although some people might think of church as a building, I don't want you to think of church as a building. Because we are not a building. We are a community of believers gathered around a particular purpose found on the revelation that Jesus is the anointed Son of God. We are a faith family. A little bit more about that after we play this first video.
Hi, I'm Tanya Pearson. Just wanted to share with everyone how Faith Christian Center has been a blessing to me and my family. Uh, November 2020, my dad was seriously ill. He was in the hospital for more than six weeks. Um, they did not think he was going to make it. They thought that maybe he would have brain damage. Um, but that one simple phone call and text to the ISOMs and to the prayer warriors, they really stayed on top of it. Their prayers really assist us with the um, healing process and the recovery process. Um, they constantly stayed in contact with us to make sure he was progressing and if there were any new um, issues that they needed to pray on. And that all by itself um, really gave me the strength to do what I needed to do. And Faith Christian Center has truly been a blessing to me and my family. As a faith family, as an ecclesia, as a church, we want to be there for you. So if you or a loved one are ever hospitalized, call us. If there's a bereavement in your family, call us. Call the church line, which is 770-433-8800, and leave a message on our emergency line. And see, you know, we have certain processes and systems we created here, not because we just love processes and systems, but the processes and systems we created here help us better love people. And so this system, when you leave a message, it goes directly to our team. And so they make a call to you to see how you're doing and get more information. But as they get the information, they send out an email that goes directly to our prayer warriors as well as to me. And so we're praying for you before you even realize we're praying for you. And they keep me updated what's going on. Here's what's going on. Here's all the different updates. Why? We want to love you well. We are a faith family. We are an ecclesia. We care about you. And so if something happens in your life, let us know. It's like, oh, I've already called the church five times in the last month. And? It's what we're here for. It's what we do. We are a faith family. And we want to be there for you. But we only can be there for you if you let us know. You know, even the scripture says that if anyone's sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. So you can't be upset. Well, nobody called me. Well, did you call somebody? Did you let anyone know? So go ahead and make the call. We want to be there for you. And then also, you'll see with this next slide, the new member connection via Zoom. We started this in January. And so we have new people who are joining the church, and we still want to be connected with you. So whether you're joining here in Austell, or you're an online member, or you're in Marietta, or Fayetteville, or somewhere else, we want to be able to connect with you. So our next new member connection via Zoom will be on April 11th at 1 p.m. And so one of the things we encourage you to do, because we have a lot of people who consider faith their home. Some people who have never been to this building before who are just online, or some people who go to the other locations, and you say, well, faith, this is my church home. Here's what we want you to do. If you've been part of it, you said, this is my church home, but if you haven't taken our membership video, we encourage you to do so today. You'll be able to watch it online. You'll be able to go to, you'll see the link when you go to our website, fccga.com. It's me sharing some of the foundational beliefs of what we believe here at faith and how we're moving forward, and I encourage you to watch that video. After you watch that video, it's a small form for you to fill out. It gives us the information so our connect team can connect you and get you plugged in to the church family. And so if you believe faith is your church home, but you haven't taken, watched a membership video yet, I encourage you to do so today. As a, the Ecclesia, we've been called out for a specific purpose. We gather around a purpose, which is the vision God has given us. Our vision is to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia 
and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. We're here to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. So everything we do from praise and worship to every message preached to every outreach has to cooperate with the purpose given to us by the Holy Ghost for this assembly. To fulfill the vision, we have to operate with wisdom and innovation, even when it comes to financing the vision. Go ahead and play the next video. Hello, Faith Christian Center. My name is Victor Westbrook, and I serve as Director of Administration for Faith Christian Center. In talking with Pastor Carrick, we thought it'd be important for me to take a few minutes and share with you guys today how well we've done as a ministry during the pandemic. And that is a huge thanks to you as a congregation for being faithful, following the lead of our pastor, following the lead of the Word of God, and contributing to this ministry and the ongoing success of this ministry. During 2020, 2020, we actually improved in a lot of ways with regard to the management of the money. Pastor Carrick and I sat down and talked about different things that we needed to do to make certain that we undergirded the organization such that regardless to what occurred, Faith Christian Center would be set up for success. And because of those things, along with your diligence and resilience in being givers of your time and of your resources and of your finances, Faith Christian Center is set up and poised to continue to be successful, even more aggressive than we have in the past. Thank you, Faith Christian Center. Our vision statement, ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. Understanding this, you have to understand we are an apostolic house. We are an apostolic house. Not every church is an apostolic house, but this church is. Now, what does that mean? The word apostle simply means a delegate, a messenger, one sent forth with orders. An apostle is a delegate, a messenger, one sent forth with orders. From scripture, we see that apostles start churches and take specific messages from God into regions that haven't heard it yet to establish the work that God wants them to. As an apostolic house, that is part of our call. We are one church in many locations. Say it with me, say, we are one church in many locations. Come on, you watching online, go ahead and put it in the chat. We are one church in many locations. And as we began to do last year, you know, for some of you who go back with me this far, in 2018, our 25th anniversary as a church, we, I began to lay out this vision of what our next 25 years are going to be like. And I started listing the different places God has called us to open up different campuses. And so we began to move forward with it last year, not knowing what was going to happen last year. And we opened up our first campus in Marietta Square. And God did amazing things through that ministry. And so it was open three months before we had to begin to shelter in place. And so we sheltered in place for a couple months. We couldn't open up as a big gathering place in that location until the fall. But during the summer, we started having faith groups in the different areas and different small groups. And last summer alone, we saw 50 people come to know Jesus. Oh 
And I want you to watch a few testimonies of people's lives that have been changed at Faith Marietta. Go ahead and play that video. Hey fam, my name is Nate. Pastor Reggie has asked me to speak on Bible studies that we attend on Tuesday nights. When I think of Bible studies, I have an attitude of gratitude because through Bible studies, I have been given the tools and the opportunity to build an intimate relationship with God through prayer, through meditation, through a daily study of scripture, I have been blessed with a wonderful, open dialogue with God. So I just want to say thank you to the pastors, all of them, to my church family, and to my brothers that attend this meeting with me. And before I go, I want to leave you with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. My grace is sufficient. Love y'all. Can't wait to see y'all on Sunday. Hey guys, my name is Martin. I am a recovering alcoholic and drug addict uh, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, my life is way better now. 17 months sober. Uh, sometimes it's hard to know what to say. Uh, things are getting better and better. Thank you, Faith Christian Center, for providing me a family and a support group to go to. And the Bible study on Tuesdays is awesome, hosted by Jordan and Reggie. Thank you very much. Amen. They're doing so well over there and growing so well. I'm pleased to announce today they're moving into phase two as a campus, and now we'll be meeting twice a month, every first and third Sunday. So let's go ahead and give it up for the Marietta campus and all the things God is doing over there. They'll be meeting every first and third Sunday in Marietta Square. Hallelujah. So the vision is large. Go ahead and show them the vision map. We're going to night awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. We're going to open up campus locations like we have here in Austell, in Marietta, and in Fayetteville. But we're also going to open one within Atlanta, Macon, Augusta, Athens, Dalton, Columbus, Albany, Valdosta, Savannah, Rome, Carrollton, and Duluth. We're going to open one in Tennessee in Chattanooga. We're going to open one in North Carolina in Asheville. We're going to open in South Carolina in Columbia and in Hilton Head. We're going to open in Alabama and Auburn and in Dothan. And so one of the things about being an apostolic house, I'm sure as we open up these locations as they grow, these locations will begin to sprout off new locations. So although I listed 21 today, I could come back to you next week and say the next, not next week, but, ooh, that's fast. <laughs> next year and say it's even grown even more. And so today, I'm pleased to announce to you the newest location that we're going to open up this spring, Faith Christian Center, Gwinnett.
We'll be opening this location by late spring. And through this location, we will reach out and serve our members and more in Duluth, Snellville, Stone Mountain, Johns Creek, Alpharetta, and the surrounding areas. For those wanting to attend or serve in this location, you can text Gwinnett to 770-756-8539. For those who want to attend or serve in this location, you can text Gwinnett to 770-756-8539. As you've heard me share before, our future is both online and in person. Knowing this, we will utilize both in the opening and the operating of these locations. We'll be one church in many locations, one faith family spread out through the southeastern United States. As an apostolic house, we're not just going forward and opening new campuses, but we're also innovating and expanding our digital input. We will continually expand Faith Plus so that we can stream faith to a generation. January 1st, 2020, we launched our own 24-7 internet television station that has an on-demand section in the app where you can access encouraging messages, faith-building messages 24-7. And so, of course, it serves our congregation. It's served a lot of people. I, over 30 states within this nation have logged on and downloaded and watched, as well as multiple countries across the world. And so we're looking at different things. How can we take this further? How can we further innovate? Because, you know, there have been times when people say, well, certain countries and continents are the mission focus. But the unreached territory is online. And we must innovate to take it further. And so you'll see different updates I share with you later this year, how we're innovating Faith Plus to continually take it to the next level. But I want to watch, show you something, how you can use Faith Plus to connect to your faith family. Go ahead and play that video for me. Faith Plus Messaging, it allows you to connect with your faith family and not use your text messages. If you look in your app right now and you follow what that video showed you to do, you'll be able to open up your own private account. You can join the group chats that you see, the Faith Christian Center general chat, you'll see it there. There's a special chat for those who are involved with Team Faith. We'll also have different chats for the marriage group as well as the singles group as well as other things. But you'll also be able to direct message your other brothers and sisters in Christ here at Faith. Another way we're innovating to make sure that you're connected. In a time where people are spread out, it doesn't mean we cannot be connected. So one of the things we're rolling out today, it's already available on your app, is Faith Plus Messaging. If you can show them the next slide. Faith Plus Health and Fitness. And so we're releasing this later this May. And in this portion of the app, you'll be able to, exercise, uh, be able to connect to exercise videos that you can do at home as well as different recipes and smoothie recipes to encourage fitness in your life as other things that help you live the healthy lifestyle that God wants you to because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen? So you'll be seeing that a little bit later this year in May 
different things will be rolling out so you can be a part of Faith Plus Health and Fitness. As I shared in 2018, I said we would open Faith Christian School. Last year, we began FCS with a pilot class. FCS offers a Christ-centered education in a virtual environment. Every day begins with prayer and confessions of faith. In addition to their core classes, students learn personal financial planning, entrepreneurship. We require our elementary students to also learn Mandarin and Spanish. They also learn biblical Hebrew and biblical Greek. They have chapel once a week and they have different chapel speakers. So the chapel speakers have been, I've shared in a few chapels. Pastor Andre has shared in a few chapels. Pastor Chris Palmer has shared in a chapel. Upcoming Pastor Deborah Butler will be sharing in a chapel. So they get world-class ministry from different places. And one of the things about Reverend Chris Palmer, he's also a Greek scholar, a Greek professor. And so he was impressed that our middle and high school students could interpret a text from the Greek in front of them. And so one of the things we're doing with this school is we've put together a village. Because how many have heard the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child? We want to bring in the best partnerships and abilities so that we can raise these leaders to make an impact on this world. But you know what? First Lady does such a better job at sharing this, so go ahead and play that video for me. Hello, Faith family, and welcome to one of Faith Christian School's virtual classrooms. At Faith Christian School, Every student is known, loved, and our school supports them with the backing of a village. It is our heart to super serve each and every individual student. We do this in so many ways, from offering 24-7 tutoring to our upper school students, study hall, one-on-one um, -on -one reading sessions to our individual learning plans. And I'm going to stop and talk to you a little bit about that right now. Within, with the individual learning plans, the students have the opportunity to have their educational endeavors tailor fit to them based on their giftings and talents, what they believe God has called them to do, their interests. So they could study some, they could study subjects such as robotics to advanced sciences, from dance and culinary arts, even playing the accordion. Our students' day looks um, a little like this. About half of their day is spent in live virtual classes with their peers, and the other half is spent watching pre-recorded video lessons and or with a one-on-one -on -one session with their private teacher. The culture at Faith Christian School is full of joy and love. The students really enjoy going to class and it's actually so much fun. It's full of just, it's just a lot of fun, <laughs> full of life and full of love. They enjoy being there and they enjoy learning, which is, a, which is really, which is what we are cultivating intentionally. I want you to know that our curriculum, our classrooms, even our textbooks is all Christ-centered. And our students are emotionally, physically, spiritually, and, um, and academically sound. We focus on a whole person education. 
We've had such great testimonies this year alone. This year we ran a pilot program and to say it's been successful would be a great understatement. It has, we've done it in excellent. It has honestly been beyond successful. So, so we're looking forward to continuing this great work at Faith Christian School in the 2021-2022 school year. I am so honored to be a part of what God is doing at Faith Christian School. It is a holistic approach to education and it is tailor fit to the individual student, but they're not alone. They're within a collective. And I am just so honored to be a part of, the, of this great work. God has really, truly shown himself to be um, a miracle worker uh, within our school in 2020-2021 school year. And so I want to thank you for your prayers. I want to thank you for supporting our school in any way you've chosen to do so. And these world changers, because they are, they are leaders. We have a school full of leaders. Um, these world changers are going to do great things within their lifetime. They hear the voice of um, the Lord and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So I am so honored to be a part of what they're doing and just know they're going to create great change within their lifetime. So thank you again for your prayers and for supporting Faith Christian School and our young um, world leaders in any way that you've chosen to do so. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. Hi, this is Sydney. And this is Robin. We're here to talk to you about Faith Christian School 2021 school year. We're here to tell you about our experience, and Sydney's going to start by telling you a couple of things that she likes about the school year. I like all the languages that I'm able to learn, and I like that I have easy access to my teachers. I think we like the same thing. I like the fact that she has um, access to the teachers and the teachers are always accessible. They uh, return phone calls and emails. Um, if there's anything that is needed, um, they're always uh, available whenever I need them. Also enjoy the uh, curriculum. And um, it's just been a blessing for me this year to be having my daughter in a faith-based Christian school. So we really enjoy Faith Christian 2021. It has been great for us. And we think that you guys should check it out. It's open enrollment time at Faith Christian School for the 2021-2022 school year. In addition to courses, FCS offers dual enrollment, individual courses, and 24-7 Princeton Review tutoring for our grade level students. Our foundation is built upon a Christ-centered education. All of our ABECA curriculum is customized to best support each student's goal with the option for an accelerated learning path. FCS teaches the importance of seeking God first, prayer, being led by the Holy Spirit, and applying the Word of God to everyday life. We believe every student should have an early start to pursuing their calling. Becoming learners today, leaders tomorrow. We are excited to hear from you. Contact us at fcs.fccga.com on our website 
or email us at fcs at fccga.com. Amen. The school is doing wonderful. We actually have room for a few more elementary school students, um, and enrollment has just opened. We have more room for middle and high school students. It is an accredited program, and I believe, as you heard, they have access to Princeton Review 24-7. They also have study hall where they can meet with their peers. Well, half of their classes, as you heard later Raquel share, are you know, pre-recorded. Other are live classes. So it's not like they're just by themselves all day. It is interactive, it is an actual school, but we innovated. We thought about opening in person a few years ago, but how many know innovation is what you have to do? One of the things you guys heard me say for years, we would not be blockbuster in the age of Netflix. And so we innovated and we created a virtual school and we've heard testimony after testimony after testimony from some of our youngest students reading in advance, some of our pre-K in taking first grade math classes and even beyond that. We're excited what God is doing in these young lives. And so if you have students who are interested or no students will be interested, you can go to that website at fcs.fccga.com. Go ahead and put the next slide up for me, Daniel. As a church, we believe in prosperity with a purpose. We believe with prosperity with a purpose. And one of the things, we did have a great year last year, but one of the things that is notable for what we did last year, we were able to give thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars on a regular basis to other organizations that were feeding the community. You know, we don't have room in our building to store a lot of food to feed the community, but we know how to be a blessing to those who do. And so we were able to support Must Ministries and Sweetwater Missions and give towards them on a regular basis to help the overwhelming need that happened last year. When you had 8 million people in America slip into food insecurity like that, the church has to step up and help. And so that's what we did. And we did that on a regular basis. And this year, we will increase our support. We're not, even though last year was good, we're going higher this year. Amen? Say, we will increase our support. We will also increase our support of organizations that are helping single mothers. And so we'll be partnering with them and giving regularly to them. One of the organizations that I'm announcing we're supporting today is an organization called Mommies and Mechanics. It's actually started by a member of Faith Christian Center, and that organization seeks to help single mothers when it comes to different car issues they may have, and to be a blessing to them, and as their finances allow, to if they have a mechanical situation they can't pay for, this organization steps in. So that means they can still take their kids where they need to go and still go to work as they need to go. And so we're gonna begin supporting that organization as well. We will also be supporting the Hope Center. The Hope Center is located here in the metro area. Its mission statement is equipping pregnant women to choose life. See, the thing is, it's not enough to be pro-life, because a lot of people say they're pro-life, but it's really just pro-birth. As a church, we can't just be that. We have to equip them and help them to choose life and help them on this journey. You might say, well, what about their past? I don't care about their past. Neither does Jesus. But we here as a church will help them on their journey. And so that is something you'll see us do on a regular basis. And there's other things we've done in the past concerning Sweetwater Missions and Must Ministries, as well as supporting Cobb County Division of Family Services. And we'll continue to do that and increase that support as well. 
Now, here at Faith, we also believe in supporting the ministry of our founder. How many know you should dance with the one that brought you? Amen. Anybody know that phrase? You know, we're a church of honor. And back in 1993, Bishop Keith A. Butler founded this church in Fayetteville, Georgia. And currently, he pastors the Word of Faith International Christian Center in Southfield, Michigan. But he's also involved in extensive, and I do mean extensive, mission work. Watch this video update from him. Hi, this is Bishop Butler. Welcome to Mission Sunday. We are so honored that you've been supporting KBM and our outreach unto the world. You know, because of your support, we've been able to continue to do the work God has called us to do. Now, due to the pandemic, we had to stop international travel, but that didn't keep us from reaching people online. We continued our online Bible study to a French-speaking audience, reaching 26 nations where French is spoken, almost 8,000 people in 2020, and just over 11,000 people since we began the Bible study in the fall of 2019. We ministered online from Michigan in the following nations, Denmark, Russia, Sweden, the United Kingdom, England, Ukraine, and we were able to launch television broadcasts on Vision Sweden, reaching all of Sweden and parts of Yurt and Du TV, reaching Switzerland, France, and Northern Africa. We held business classes online in both the United States, which includes Belgium, the Netherlands, and the Virgin Islands, and Germany, which was launched during the pandemic. We continued to hold business classes in South Africa and Greece and Kenya at their locations along with the School of Bible Kenya. We have a combined total of 1,419 graduates from both Pistis and School of the Bible. Our schools have all been impacted by the pandemic. Some were even temporarily stopped. However, God worked greatly in the midst of it all. We also supported our churches in 2020 with our normal support and additional COVID relief, Kentral Pistis in Athens, and our launch of Corinth Greek, Parole de Via in Brussels, Belgium, the Place of Grace in two locations in London and Luton, England, Faith for Life in Nairobi, Kenya, and Faith for Life in Pretoria, South Africa. In addition to our own churches, we provided COVID relief to Parole de Vida in Verona, Italy, Emmanuel Church in Kiev, Ukraine, Good News Church in Kiev, Ukraine, Christian Center Sofia, Sofia, Bulgaria, Slavic Mission Europe in Krakow, Poland, Copenhagen Bible Training Center in Copenhagen, Denmark. We provided general mission support to Top Crossions, which is a French ministry. You know, because of your continued support, we are able to teach the word, do the work, and touch the world in the name of Jesus. And so we will continue so into and be a blessing to the ministry of our founder. You know, there's certain things, he does a lot, as you can tell in the video, there's other stuff he's working on. But there's certain things that out of all that kind of just echo in my heart the strongest, especially what he's planning in Paris and other parts of France. And so we sow into that. But also, I don't know if you know about the church he started in Athens a few years ago. You know, a number of us are familiar with the situation went on in the Middle East that caused several thousands of people, tens of thousands of people to flee the Middle East and go into Europe. A lot of them went into Athens and your church family in Athens began reaching out to them to the point they had to start a second service 
in another language because there's so many people who are refugees getting saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then also supporting, you know, last year I was uh, scheduled to travel to Kenya as well as South Africa and Zimbabwe. We had to cancel those meetings, of course, but I've had a chance to minister in South Africa and the church in South Africa, the pastor of the church in South Africa oversees the churches in Zimbabwe. And so we believe in being a blessing to help them do what God has called them to do in their nations. Amen. So you may ask, well, what is my part in this expansive vision? Remember, we said the vision statement is to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. Ignite simply means to catch fire or cause to catch fire. Ignite simply means to catch fire or cause to catch fire. We fulfill our vision by igniting and fulfilling our mission statement. Our mission statement is to create an environment where anyone can experience the love of God understand his word and become part of a family who radically impacts our communities and the world. Our mission statement is to create an environment where anyone can experience the love of God, understand his word, and become part of a family who radically impacts our communities and the world. Our mission statement is what we do every single Sunday. It's how we create and facilitate our experience. We don't like to call them services because it's not always services to people. It's only services usually to people who are serving. We want to create and facilitate an experience. We want people to experience God. We want them to experience his word. We want them to experience his presence. We want them to experience his love. Go with me to Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. And what you see here is something very interesting. Jeremiah pressed because of the pressure and the persecution and other things going on. It's like, you know what? I'm just not going to preach anymore. I'm done. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But notice what it says here. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing. I could not stay. One of the things we see here, the word is like a fire. Go to Acts chapter 4, verse 20. The word is like a fire. When Peter and John are standing before the Sadducees, before the Sanhedrin, before the religious leaders of their day, they said, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We can't help but share the word. Since the word is like a fire, and the word ignite means to catch fire or cause to catch fire, who are you sharing the word with? Who are you sharing the words you hear with? 
because someone was like, oh man, that message was exactly what I needed to hear. There was that part, that one point in the message exactly answered what I was praying about. Well, who did you share that with? Because if it helped you, I think it would help someone else that you know. So if we want others to catch the fire of the word, we must share the word with them. Whether they're our families, our friends, or people we meet as we go about life. Who are you sharing the word with? So I'm going to give you seven things before we go on how we ignite. Number one, it seems simple, but you got to mention it these days. You have to attend. You have to be a part. Whether it's in person, at any of our locations, or online, you have to be a part. How can you share the words you hear if you don't attend? So number one, say number one, you have to attend. Go ahead and put it in the chat. You have to attend. Number two, share the word you hear at faith groups or on Sundays with others. Share the word you hear at faith groups or on Sundays with others. Other people need to hear what you hear, especially when you share how much it impacted you. It's a difference from everything else they see on social media. They see all the drama and the extra drama and all the other drama and then the fake news and the conspiracy theories. But in the midst of all that, they see a bright light you sharing what God did in your life. And whether they like it, love it, comment or not, they saw it. And they'll follow your page and you won't even know it, hearing the words you hear. And then eventually you find out they start watching online or they came to a location and they came because you shared something. And so whether you're sharing this experience right now, watching online or sharing points from it later, it helps people encounter the word of God. The word of God is like a fire. And if we want to ignite an awakening, we have to share the word with others. Say, so we have to share the word with others. Put it in the chat online. Say, so we have to share the word with others. And so I want to, you see, one of the things is, as a church, we are a teaching ministry. We believe in preaching, too. And preaching gets you stirred up, gets you shouting, gets you running with what you've been taught. But as a church, we believe in line upon line, precept upon precept, teaching of the word of God. So you don't just leave church and say, man, church was great. Well, what did you learn? Uh, I don't know, but it was great. I felt something. Well, we need that feeling to last past Monday morning when you're tired. That you can recall what you heard on Sunday so that you can win on Monday. So we believe in teaching the word of God, not giving you man's opinion. And what's the most popular thing going on? You can do that from Google. But what does thus say the word of God? What does the word have to say about this? So we continue to grow. It's important being part of a church that teaches the word of God. Danny, go ahead and play the next video for me. We have been a part of a Christian center for about six years now. And so many incredible things have happened to us. It's hard to keep this short. Um, one of the major things that happened is right after we had had a miscarriage, we got pregnant again, and we were a part of Faith uh, Bible Institute studying about faith. We had to believe God for a healthy baby during a high-risk pregnancy. 
um, one that I had to have emergency surgery during and had to take medication and all the things you're not supposed to do when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. But God blessed us tremendously. We named our baby Faith, which we thought was fitting, and she happened to be our healthiest baby that we have had out of the three. So we're very, very grateful for that. Yeah, I just, the amazing part of um, just coming to Faith Christian Center, we both had been going to church, you know, our whole lives. But I think the thing that was different was we were learning that you should expect that everything that you see in the Word of God should be coming to pass in your life. And so it really challenged us to start believing God for every area. So we started believing God for a, a home that would be a little larger for our, our growing family, and God did it. And, um, you know, a school for the kids to go to, God did it. Um, a better job situation, because um, I had been working a couple jobs at that point, and God did that, even um, started the new job, and started, you know, making money where we only had to work one job um, right, right when the pandemic was starting. And so I didn't have to drive Uber anymore and carry people around in my car in the pandemic. God just did everything and is continuing to do everything um, that we believe for families, healing and, and all kinds of different areas. So we just thank God for the blessing of going to Faith Christian Center. We are a word teaching church, and we will always be a word teaching church. So here's some upcoming messages we have. The next series I'll start is called Join the Resistance. Join the Resistance. You see, you're living in a world where you're constantly combating fear, worry, anxiety, and a whole bunch of other things. But the Bible tells us, resist the enemy, and he will what? It says, resist the devil, and he will what? And so... We're going to encourage you to join the resistance. So no matter what Satan is trying to do in your life, he will run from you. You have no business running from the devil. He should be running from you. And so we'll share about that and join the resistance. And then after that, we're going to start a series called Heaven. And see, some people have so many different ideas about heaven. They think we sit on clouds and have grapes tossed in our mouth and have a little harp and naked babies with wings flying around. That's not heaven. Not sure what that is, but that's not heaven. And so we're going to teach them what does the Bible actually say about heaven. Because, you know, some of us, many of us have loved ones who have gone there. And we're thinking, man, they're missing out. But if you actually knew what they had, they're like, oh, I love you. I'll see you when you get here. Heaven is a real place. People have lives there. As I shared before, the capital city of heaven is larger than North America. The one city. Larger than North America. And the scripture says, as, as long as it's wide, it is high. It's an amazing place. And we're going to teach on that, what the Bible actually has to say about heaven. But then also, how does that affect your everyday life? Because you're supposed to be manifesting heaven on earth. But if you have a misplaced understanding about heaven, you won't know what to manifest on earth. You won't understand how the atmosphere of heaven can actually fill your personal prayer life. Or when we gather and worship together. We're going to teach you on those things. So that's a series we also have coming up later this year. Also, you can teach the word by speaking. But how many know you can also teach the word in singing? 
So I'm pleased to announce today that later this year, we will announce our live recording of our first EP, which is a mini album. We will do a live recording of songs that were written here, inspired by the Spirit of God. And so we'll share with you later on this year the actual live recording date so you can be here. We're going to record that and release it as an EP, which is a mini album later on. Amen. Also, one of the steps we began taking already in the past year, but we can do even more aggressively as we move forward, is creating Kids World content. And so our Kids World team has been doing great. Under Minister AJ and Minister London, the wonderful team leaders, they've been uploading messages every single week so that although they may be at home, kids can still get the word of God in a way that ministers to them. But one of the things we understand we need more. We need to create more content to create our own curriculum. And as we move forward, that's exactly what we're going to do. I was meeting with Minister London about some changes we're going to make in this building so that we can go forward and do that. As we understand, yes, in-person is important, but so is online. We want our kids to be able to choose. Yes, they can watch the fun movies on their device, but they can also choose the word as well. And we'll be moving forward that even more aggressively in the future. Go with me to Acts chapter 9, verse 26. Acts chapter 9, verse 26. You know, many of us are familiar with the story and the life and the testimony of the Apostle Paul because he wasn't always the Apostle Paul. He used to be a terrorist. He was persecuting Christians thinking he was doing the will of God, killing them, throwing them in jail, making life hard for them. And we know the story. He was heading to Damascus to expand his territory so he could persecute more people. And all of a sudden, a light shone from heaven, knocked him to the ground. He met Jesus, and he got saved. And immediately... He began preaching and teaching, and when he came back to Jerusalem, those years later, people weren't sure if he was actually saved, because they remembered how they threw Big Mama in jail. They remembered, so wait a minute, didn't you threw my mama in jail. Are you actually saved, or is this a trick to get me too? And so when he came back, it says none of the disciples wanted to be around him, because they weren't sure what was going on with him. But there was a man named Barnabas. Thank God for Barnabas. You see, if you want to think about secondary heroes or secondary families in the early church that get skipped over, the family of Barnabas was important. Because not only do you see Barnabas mentioned throughout the book of Acts and Paul's letters, Barnabas' sister's house, it was a large house, was the early meeting place of early Christianity. You remember when Peter was released from jail and they came to the church that was praying all night? It was at her house. Even as she studied out, people believed that Jesus had some of his dinners with the disciples at the upper room of her house. And so her son was growing up seeing all this. Can you imagine if you're a teenager and Jesus just walks in the room with his disciples? Can you imagine the things you pick up on? And then if your house is the early epic center of Christianity. And so her son is growing up all this. You know, people call him John Mark, but he wrote the gospel of Mark. He was a nephew of Barnabas. And so it was an important family in Christianity in the early days. And Barnabas, who's, that was his nickname. They gave him the nickname Son of Encouragement. He was so encouraging that they changed his name. So you are Mr. Encouragement. You know you had to encourage a lot of people if they change your name to Mr. Encouragement. So the scripture calls him, ever since Acts 4, Mr. Encouragement. 
So Mr. Encouragement goes and gets Saul and brings them to the apostles. The apostles know Barnabas and trust Barnabas. And Barnabas begins to tell them how he got saved, how he saw the Lord Jesus, how he now risked his life for the gospel. And then Barnabas is so convincing, he's Peter's roommate for the next couple of weeks. Now, you know that must have been convincing that not only are you allowed to hang out with us, you can live with Peter for a couple of weeks. And said so he was with them going in and out from that day forward. But one of the things, you know, Saul continues preaching and then he goes back to Tarsus. And then now there's a revival going on in Antioch. And so Barnabas goes and gets Saul once again and brings him to Antioch. One of the things you know about Barnabas, he was a bringer. And if it wasn't for him connecting Saul with the apostles and bringing him to church at Antioch and doing the other things he did, we would have missed out on some wonderful revelation. Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. But what if Barnabas never brought him? You have to be a Barnabas. So number three is bring others to church. Very simple. Number three, bring others to church. However you attend, whether it's Austell, Marietta, upcoming in Gwinnett, Fayetteville, or online, bring other people to church. Not just invite them. Because you can invite them and they can, you know, sure, one day, possibly, it could happen. Or you can send reminders. Like, when are you going to stop asking me? When do you come? Keep inviting and bringing. So if you're at home, invite someone to watch with you. Text them right before church start. Hey, log on right now. Here's the link. If you come in person here in Austell or in Marietta or Fayetteville or in Gwinnett, invite other people and bring them with you. You know, a great time to bring people to church is on Easter Sunday. It's a great time to bring people to church. It's within the American culture. More people are willing to come to church on Easter Sunday, even if they don't believe in Jesus. They're more willing. Now, one of the studies I looked at is that some people don't come to church because they think they have to be invited. They think, oh, I can't show up if I'm not invited. Some people say, I'm just going to show up. Other people say, oh, I have to be personally invited. So there's some people who are more than willing to come to church if you invited them. They could be your neighbors. They could be your coworkers. They could be someone you met in the grocery store. However you come across, invite them and bring them to church however you watch it, whether you're in Austell, Marietta, Fayetteville, Gwinnett, or online. Bring other people to church with you. You know, this coming Easter Sunday, in conjunction with the message, we will have a special dramatic presentation called The Real Housewives of the Sanhedrin. We'll have a special dramatic theatric presentation called The Real Housewives of the Sanhedrin, and it's going to be as funny as it sounds. But what it's also going to do is set people up to receive the message about Jesus. And so... You know, we've done wonderful productions here in the past. And we always have these wonderful altar calls of people coming to Jesus. And this year is going to be no different. And so you'll see us post and share, and you'll see it on the billboard, different things to invite people to come out. You'll see the main graphic, which you saw, but you'll see the Real Housewives of the Sanhedrin graphic. Invite other people to come. Their lives will be impacted. They will experience God. They'll experience his word. They'll experience his presence. And they'll experience his love. Go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Let's begin to bring this to a close. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We'll look at verse 1. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course 
and be glorified even as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable wicked men for all men have not faith. You see this request of Paul in many of his letters asking the church to pray for him and pray for an open door or it says here for the word to have free course another translation that it may run swiftly and expand and influence. How fast the word spreads and how much it impacts culture is directly tied to the prayer life of the church. How fast the word spreads and how much it impacts the surrounding area and culture is directly connected to the prayer life of the church. So during the week, spend time praying for the faith group, praying for the Sunday faith experience. Pray for your family, friends, and those you meet to come to know Jesus. Your prayers are not a waste of time. You say, well, I didn't feel anything when I pray. You don't have to feel stuff when you pray. It's great if you do, but you don't. But your prayers have an impact. You know, I remember years ago, Bishop said, he said, I can tell a difference on Sunday if the church prayed during the week. There are different things that happen on Sunday. And then also I listened to him and others saying that they pray during the week and it affects Sunday, but it actually affects the future too. There are times you'll take time to pray during the week about things and it'll show up a year or two later. And it happened because you prayed about it a couple years ago. Your prayer life is important because whether you know it or not, somebody prayed and you got saved. Because some of you have some testimonies that you are running from Jesus as fast and as hard as you could. And all of a sudden, somehow you ended up in church and didn't even know how you got there. Or you happened to flip a channel and you didn't even like TV preachers and you saw one and you got stuck on it. Somehow, you ended up in the kingdom of God. Somebody's like, I still don't know how it happened, but I know I'm here. I'm going to tell you, somebody prayed and kept praying. Some of you need a few decades of prayer, but they kept praying and didn't give up. Aren't you glad someone didn't give up on you? So how can we give up on others in prayer? We have to keep praying. Pray them out. Pray them in. Pray them through. And once they get saved, say, well, now you're in the kingdom of God. Have fun. No, no. Help them grow up. Encourage them. Keep going to word. But pray until they're mature, or as Paul says, Christ is fully formed in them. Don't leave the baby at the altar. Pray them through. It's an old Pentecostal phrase, pray them through. Help them. You take some extra time out of your life. You say, well, they don't even know how to pray through this. Well, you do the praying for them. Tell them, you stop worrying about it. You just do this. I'll, I'll pray for you today. That's what it takes. Because when he studied different revivals, awakenings in history, they were all preceded by prayer. Now, Bishop says it this way, little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. Much prayer, much power. So during the week, spend time praying for the faith groups, the midweek experience, the Sunday faith experience. Pray for your family, your friends, and those you meet to come to know Jesus. We also have special times of prayer every Wednesday at 1215 via conference call. Every first Saturday of the month at 10 a.m., as well as the start of every Sunday faith experience. Go with me back to Acts, but this time chapter 6. Your prayer life matters. Your prayer life is important. Acts chapter 6. Your prayer life changes things. But sometimes you're praying about things for a while, you don't know why it's taking so long. It's because your prayer life is changing the spiritual atmosphere. 
and causing principalities to fall down and get out the way. You know, I want to share you this. I was going to wait till next week, but let me go find this tweet real quick and share this with you. It's from Lester Sumrall. And he said, it's a great man of God from years and years ago. There was never, there never was a Goliath capable of standing before any of God's Davids. The devil cannot create an image of strength which God's people cannot destroy. And one of the ways you take down the images of strength Satan puts up in the communities is by having a prayer life. Acts chapter 6. We'll start with verse 1. And in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglecting the daily ministration. What is this? Racial strife. It's nothing new. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Now, what is the business? Serving tables. Serving. You know, the word serve here in the Greek is where we get the word deacon. And then the apostles, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. I want you to notice what preceded the church expanding wildly, because the church was expanding at a great rate. It stopped because of the strife. But what caused it to expand again? People stepped up and served. So number five is serving. The early church began growing again and experienced explosive growth when more people began serving. If this is your church home, then you should serve in it. I'll say it again. If this is your church home, then you should serve in it. Whether you serve as an usher or as a greeter, whether you're at one of the locations and setting up or tearing down, whether you serve on the praise team, or wherever, your part is important and helps further the vision. Now, there's a number of you in this room and online. You guys have talents and skills that we don't even know what to call, but it helps that I remember someone reached out to me and said, well, pastor, this is what I do in the corporate world. I don't know if it has any place at, for it at the church. They showed it to me. It has, definitely has a place at this church. Send it in. And we began to work at it, implement it, and it helped us increase our productivity. And some of you, I remember when we began this, uh, the releasing of the vision in 2018, there was a man of God who helped us put it together and working with him, and he was helping this process because before we released it, we had already been working on stuff for almost two years before that point. And when we released it, he said, you know, I had learned all this in the corporate world. I thought it was for my career, but I realized it was for my church. And so there are skills that you have that you think, oh, it has no place in the church. But if we're actually going to reach people, yes, it does. You know, I put together a team recently, just a couple months ago, who are skilled with IT and technology. And I said, our purpose of this group is to dream. How can we take the message of faith further in innovative ways where we haven't reached before? And so there are people, this is what they do all the time. And I said, you know, I can't watch every trade show. I would like to, but I can. But they'll watch different trade shows or different technologies and platforms, see how can we implement it at the church and in our mission and vision with Faith Plus. 
and other of you have different skills. Some of you, you know, you have a green thumb. Anything you touch just grows. We have room for it out here. Some of you love to paint. We have room for it. Whatever your skill is, don't knock it or discount it, saying, oh, it's only for outside the church. No, see, you have to understand your grace to serve outside and inside the church of God. There's a grace of God on you to help you inside and outside. And so some of you have a list of things that you're thinking about as I'm talking about. I can't give every example, and I trust the Holy Ghost to talk to your heart about it in your mind. And you think, oh, you know what? This, you know, I've learned this. This could help the church. If you have ideas like that, just email us at info at FCCGA.com. Just send an email to info at FCCGA.com. So this is my skill set. This is what I want to help in. You know, there are some of you watching online. Now, how many of you were able to read through the Victory Devotional? So some of you read, good enough, you read through the Victory Devotional. Now, I happened to, I had like this moment of free time. I sat down on a, I think it was a Tuesday evening. And then I woke up in the morning and finished it. Now, I just happened to have that clear moment where I could do that. Now, there are more books I would like to release and just give to you for free. But I don't have those, you know, moments that often. But you know what would speed up the process? If I had people who just super fast at typing could listen to a message and transcribe it and we can go back and edit it. So there's some of you who say, you know, I can type faster than anybody else. Well, we have some projects you can help us work on. You have skills. Don't say, well, it's not spiritual. Well, we have to stop calling things that aren't spiritual not spiritual. Some things are. You are a spirit, aren't you? You're spiritual whether you think you are or not. And there's giftings and talents in you that helps. Some of you are really good at writing resumes. But we have some people in this church who probably need your help. But if you're skilled in that, let us know. There's some of you who were able to navigate and go through the pandemic and change your career on that like it was nothing, because that's what you're taught. But there may be some others who are struggling. But if we're a faith family, we help each other out. And don't discount the giftings and the talents God has given you. You know, we had a medical girl helping out in some areas, but, you know, as of last year, I asked our nurses to step up and help out and do a little bit more. And they did such a wonderful job. You know, we came up with a plan on how to reopen safely and social distance and the things we wanted to do. And I wrote it and I sent it to all of them. I said, what are your thoughts? They said, this is great. This is better than this, this and that. Let's run. And they've been serving and helpful ever since. And so you guys have giftings and talents and skill sets that benefit the house of God and your faith family. And so if it's not somewhere you already serve in or there's a new area, email us at info at FCCGA.com. We'd love to hear from you so we can go forward with the vision God has given us. Amen. Go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. Galatians chapter 6. Verse 6. It says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. We know here in chapter 6, Paul is talking about giving. And frequently in his writings, here and other places, he compares giving to sowing. And because of your faithful generosity, as you already heard the report from our director of administration, not only we're strong, we're able to go forward even stronger. And we're able to do it simply because of your giving, your faithful generosity. 
We were able to feed more people in the community because of your faithful generosity. We were able this past year, and we continue to do so, be a blessing to essential workers and first responders who are going through a whole lot, just like all of us, where we say, hey, on behalf of Faith Christian Center, we want to get, buy you some breakfast today. We want to send you along. We love you. We're praying for you. We're able to do that because of your faithful generosity, because of your giving. Your giving matters. Where you think what you give is small, where you think you give is a lot. How whatever it is, it matters and helps us go forward in doing what God has called us to do. Because of people giving into expand and opening Marietta, there are people who are getting saved. So while we were sheltered in place, there are some people's lives who never stopped. And they needed us. And we were able to go there because you gave. And they're able to expand and do more because of your giving. We were able to open up in Fayetteville because of faithful generosity. And we're able to do the same thing in Gwinnett. Your giving matters. Say, my giving matters. All right, let's bring this to a close. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Let's end here. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Notice what Paul tells Timothy. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of the sound mind. Number seven is get excited about the vision. Get excited about the vision. The word stir up means to kindle afresh or keep in full flame. The word stir up means to kindle afresh or to keep in full flame. Stir yourself up. Stir the gift of God inside of you because it's gonna take all of us stirred up together to fulfill this vision. You know, one of the things I was saying since I was first became the pastor of this church, this is not a Carrick or Raquel show. This is not the Butler show. This is about Jesus. We exist to make him famous. We're here to fulfill this vision. And this is what we're going to do. And so it's not going to just be, okay, if pastor's on it today, somebody's going to get saved. Well, I hope to always be on it. I hope. But how many know it's not just me? It's the people who serve in the parking lot. It's the people who greet. It's the nurses. It's the ushers. It's the media team. It's the people serving behind the scenes and office admin support. It's the people helping out online. It's our connect team that calls people. It's our faith group leaders. It's not just one person. It's all of us as the ecclesia, as a faith family, as a church, as we all get stirred up together and in one mind about the vision and run together, we're able to cause it to come to pass. It's going to take all of us, not just a preacher that's on fire, but all of us on fire. See, what we're talking about igniting awakening, we're talking about a culture of revival, a culture of the move of the Holy Ghost, a culture where the power of God manifests, where God can do whatever he wants to do, where people are saved, healed, delivered, and learn and grow in the word of God. But that happens, and I'll share more about this next week, as we stay on fire. Because there's wonderful things that begin to happen when not only does the preacher come ready to preach, but the people come ready to receive. So whether you're online or in person, it's not just, oh, let me go to church. It's, are you ready? 
See, Paul told the church at Corinth, how is it when you come, you're ready, you're to serve, you got a word, you got a prophecy, you got this, you got that. They came to church not just in a consumer culture, but they came to church ready to give. So that means coming to church is not just for us, even though it is for you, it's also about somebody else. So maybe when I come to church today, even if I'm not serving the way I'm praying, the way I'm praising, it's going to encourage somebody else to be free and praise God. Well, maybe just because they see me paying attention, they'll want to pay attention. Because they see me serving, they'll want to serve. It's not just, oh, if I'm not serving, I have no purpose coming. No. The mentality you take to come into the house of God, whether it's in Austell, Marietta, Fayetteville, Gwinnett, or online, determines how you receive. If your expectation is low, that's what you receive. But if your expectation is up there, you really believe something good is going to happen to you today. You really believe that the miraculous is going to encounter your life today. If you come with that mentality, with that attitude, with that positioning of the heart, wonderful things will take place. Not only will you receive, you'll make a difference in someone else's life. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. You know, one of the things that I said years ago, there are going to be people starting to come to church, and they don't look like churchy people. I said, they're going to come and fill the church. They're going to come. And I said, I'm going to tell you in advance, so don't be freaked out when it happens. And it's happening. But you know what happens? They feel love here. Because you're not, well, let me scoot over a little bit further. You've welcomed them. You've loved them. You've made them part of this faith family. And so now... They feel like they belong even before they believe. And that's what we're here to do. Yes, they're going to eventually accept Jesus, but we want them to feel like they belong even before they believe. That even if they don't like nothing I said, they say, you know, those people were really nice to me. I need that in my life. I'm going to come back next week. I don't care what that dude's saying, but at least people are nice to me. But eventually, the Holy Ghost starts working on them. And eventually they say, you know what, maybe the Bible has something to do with life today. But they're willing to hear more because you love them. That you're commenting online, welcoming people, saying we're so glad that you're watching, encouraging people. In a world where so much is going on, so many people feel defeated, but you're the people of love. You're the people of faith. And before they even believe, they feel like they belong. And their lives are transformed because of how you came to church. And that's what we have to be. Jesus is coming soon. And that doesn't mean we go hide in our prayer closet. That means we get to work. Because so many people say, like, oh, if Jesus is coming back, I need to go make sure I'm living right. Let me go to my prayer closet and get myself together. Yeah, well, I'm sure that works. But what do you think Jesus wants to see more? People hiding away, making sure they're living right and crossing themselves? Or people doing what he called them to do? He says, when I call, come back, will I find faith in the earth? And where it concerns us and the territory he has given us, as far as we're concerned, he will find faith in the earth because we are faith. We're going to teach the words of faith. We're going to grow in our faith. We're going to be a blessing to people by faith. We're going to expand across the southeastern region of the United States and beyond by faith. We're going to ignite an awakening. And so last year, you know, in Marietta, I taught on awakenings a little bit, how there are different ones in the Word of God. And sometime last year, you know, I got myself this whiteboard, I'm writing at home, and asking God, well, there's different type of awakenings. What type of awakening 
have you called us to ignite? He said, an awakening of faith towards God. That what we do are going to cause people to trust in God. What we do is going to cause people to put their faith in God. And that's such an honorable, holy assignment. And I like this phrase I heard a man of God say recently. He said, we've reached a point in time where living by faith is no longer an option. It's necessary. When every foundation people had last year and beyond was shaken. But those who had faith in God rose to the challenge and kept going. That's what we're here to do. We are faith. We are faith Christian Center. It's us together doing what God has called us to do. Stand to your feet. So in attending and sharing the word with others and bringing others to church and praying and serving and giving and staying excited and staying in one mind about the vision, you are creating an environment where anyone can experience the love of God, understand his word, and we become part of a family who radically impacts our communities and the world. By doing this, we will ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. That's what we're here to do, and that's what we're doing. You know, a lot of us didn't see what happened last year coming, but I'm so grateful God did and he prepared us. And we never slowed down as a church. We kept going, and we kept growing. And then hearing the testimonies of what God did in your lives all throughout last year, a year of restoration, and even into this year, a year of winning and victory. Our best is yet to come. Years ago at this church, we used to say, with faith, there is a future. When we broke ground on this land, I said, the future is now. We've come to such a time as this. It's time for us to do what God has called us to do. And it shall all come to pass at last. Thanks for watching today. We hope today's message was a blessing to you that empowered you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Hey, if you want to be a part of what God's doing here at Faith, you know, our vision statement is to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. And we'd love for you to be a part. You can find out our different experience times and our different locations by going to FCCGA.com. If you want to give, you can text FCCGA to 73256. You can also go to FCCGA.com to give online and be a part of what God's doing here. We'd love to see you anytime you're in our area. We believe God has something good just for you. And anytime you come to our Faith Experience, we believe you will experience God and his plan for your life. So thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you next time.